This podcast is brought to you by Blue Guardian, the only prop firm that protects their traders. Keep them depositing money. I was working already, making money, bringing it into trading, burning it. Again, every month, every month, every month. So it reached a point where like, it's, this is not working. I'm literally being, sorry, excuse my friend, so dumb. After years of losing, you know, you finally, like, you're doing good. So I'm not making like hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, I'm living a decent life. I'm making five, six, seven grand a month, sometimes three, sometimes four sometimes five and I'm living good I believe the first time I've seen a seven-figure number in my trading account that's when I froze I actually was afraid of executing a trade for more than a month episode 240 folks we've got Khaled coming up here on the show our first trader from Oman of all places now he was recommended by my sponsor Black Bull Markets who had him as one of their top performing traders now we get to hear his full trading journey from start to finish uh, and we also get his full-on trading strategy which is like a 45 minute video where he breaks down well it's actually not a strategy he talks about it in the show what it is which is slightly different than a strategy but could be applied across anything he uses it to get into one minute trades on gold you're going to find that out not in this video but in the next one dropping where he shares that complete masterclass it's awesome in this one you're going to find out why it's not a strategy you're also going to find out a great way to get unstuck if you are stuck in your trading you're going to find out that coming up now other things going on here we've got a mystery trader hitting the telegram tn trades channel he's posting trades in that channel so if you want to check that out there are links under the video or podcast description and there will be a big reveal of who that trader is sometime in the future so stay tuned for that other things going on here we've got the live streams go and check them out across asia new york and london and we've also got that robot builders club august offer where you can get a 10k blue guardian evaluation with your membership now talking about blue guardian let's hear from my sponsor and get on with the show our sponsor Blue Guardian is the only prop firm that gives their traders a tool to protect them from hitting their max daily loss and over trading. It's super simple to use. Just set the Guardian protector each day from your dashboard. Did you also know that they've just released an unlimited time evaluation with a zero trading days requirement, giving you plenty of time to hit their low 8 and 4% targets, making it super fast to get funded. Plus, it's cheaper than the 40 day time limit evaluation. Check out the link and coupon in the description to get 10% off your next Blue Guardian evaluation. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Out. We've got Khaled in the house all the way over there in Oman. Now, Khaled is one of uh, Black Bull's, one of Black Bull's past top clients, uh, trading a seven-figure fund with them. And we've got him on the show to share his story and give you guys some insights as to what it takes to become a successful trader. So, Khaled, welcome to the show all the way over there in Oman. Man, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate having you, having me in here with you in the show. Look, it. We're going to start off by getting your story as to how you got into trading and then go from there. So, I mean, how did it all start? So, it all started basically, it's like mostly like everyone scrolling in social media and seeing someone making their bag out there, you know, and looking at yourself and be like, okay, damn, this, this man is literally making what I make in two years, in one month. So, I want to be there. I want to taste that too, you know, it is good to save my time. It's good for me, like to have lots of my time free, you know, and that's how it started basically, you know, that's how we all got down to this journey. And so, so where did you go from there? Like, was it uh, a course that you decided to take or? No, I tried to take the course. Wait, I tried to take the course of that guy, but I asked for a track record to because I was studying mechanical engineering too. So everything is based on math and statistics for me. So I tried to to, to get approved. Like, okay, there is data, tested data for this system for like the course that you're teaching, but they never replied to me. So 
I was like, okay, damn, man, I'm going to start reading books then. I'm going to start to figure out my own way, you know, and that's that's where it started, actually. That's where the dark side started of my journey. And, and this was like eight years ago, right, when you first started delving into it. And so so with these what, what what was the next sort of step sort of going out on your on your own into that dark journey? I mean, talk us through it. How how dark did it get? Man, it got so dark to the point that I kept on losing money months after month, months, month after month. Kept on depositing money. I was working already, making money, bringing it into trading, burning it. And then again, every month, every month, every month. So it reached a point where like, it's this is not working. You know, like I'm, I'm literally being, sorry, excuse my friend. I'm being so dumb, you know, with this. I don't even know where this is going, you know. So that's, that's how dark it got till one day like this. I was like, how can I actually get better with this? Like I've read a couple of books. I've read the, the Japanese candlesticks, you know, I've read all of these. I, it's not working for me, you know, like, okay, what's, what's the matter, you know? And, and I actually decided to, to quit. Back then I decided to quit till it, it, one day, it clicked like this. It, it was like, it was luck. You know, I had like two grants, three grants on my training account, and I made 14 on euro dollar, you know, 14 grants. It was, it, it was just trending up, and I was so lucky I was executing these slots, you know. And back then, the, I had a, a leverage of one, one to 888 was this well-known broker back then that offering this kind of leverage. I was just like executing, like, bye, 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 bye. And it was just my goodbye moment, you know. I'm done with this shit, man. I'm back to my studies, back to my field, and that's it. And it worked. I made a couple, like, I made a roughly 14 to 16 grants. I, I took four out, and then I lost the rest. So that, that moment where it got me even deeper with the market, because that... I've been losing, but for the first time within a year, I finally tasted the taste of winning. <laughs> and I can see the money in my bank account. So and, and did, at that point, did you did you like had you made back the total amount of amounts that you deposited with that 14 grand that you made? Or was it no, not quite as much? No, I didn't make it back because I only I only withdrew four grants and I lost the rest. Ah, uh, yeah, but even so, if you if it's withdrawn a lot, would you have been back at break even, or would you still have been down down the red? No, I was. I would be. It would it would have been break even actually. It would have been break okay. even. Okay. Because it was like fourteen to sixteen grants, and I was already trading for six seven months. I was already depositing two grants every month, so it was like roughly an equilibrium, like a break yeah. even point between yeah. my losses and my wins, you know. And so can you explain to the guys, I know it's probably a long, long time ago, well, it is a long time ago, and you may not remember exactly, but I mean, what on earth were you doing at that stage? I mean, what kind of strategy, did you even have a stop loss, anything like that? Can you, you can remember? Man, I still remember, yeah. Definitely I still remember because it was it was just so ridiculously funny. You know, so it was, I looked, I looked, at, the, I looked at the chart back then. I was like, okay. This is a candlestick. This is a Japanese candlestick. So I went literally on Google and I wrote down Japanese candlesticks. So the first, I got like a first, like the first book and the results popping up is like this Japanese candlestick mastery or something, you know. Still have the book somewhere. It's either in my, no, it's in my house in Berlin. Still have the book, like the big book. So I was like, I started reading those candlesticks. And based on that, I built a simple strategy. 
which is I had like my hammer and my hanging man, you know. So if I have a hanging man on top of a on top of a trend, I'm just saying, no, forget stop losses, man. Forget stop losses. I don't even know what that means. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Man, back then, if I see a hammer down below, you know, like okay, I'm a boy. Don't tell me about supply. Don't tell me about demand. Don't tell me about nothing because I absolutely didn't know nothing about nothing. I only knew hammer, hanging man, and engulfing candles, you know? I didn't even know what those candles mean or represent. You know, I try like, I, I studied the criteria because, you know, let's face it, this is what the market gives you to. This is the kind of material the market gives you. They don't tell you how, they just give you criteria. And that's what I got. Like, okay, engulfing, it should be closing like this, like this. Mm. Um, in case I got engulfing, I must, I must wait for the second candle, like the second candle to come back a little bit, retrace a little bit on, on it, execute, sell, buy. And if it works, it works. If it didn't work, it didn't work. And then after that, I got to know my stop loss. After that, I got to know my stop loss. Because I was just losing money, you know, making a little bit money, losing too much money. And I was like, okay, damn, how can I solve that? You know, and that's where I got to know that okay, there is a stop loss. I was like, nah, this is just too dumb. <laughs> I'm just being way too dumb with that. I'm just so, being so, way too so you added a stop loss in, but I mean, obviously you sort of, there must've been a, a learning curve that, you know, if you, I suppose, what, yeah, okay, well, let's, let's just go down that route. You add a stop loss in, what do you, then discover after adding a stop loss and then sticking with this, you know, hangman slash hammer candlestick pattern entry. What happens then? Ah, after after that, I what I figured out is is the trend. You know, is the trend. How does actually the trend move? You know, based on what supply and demand. You know, prices and the way the the price behave around a session. You know, that's what came after the stop loss, but Looking at my experience back then, during that period, it was so dumb. I was so basic, you know, I was so naive. So when I read this naked, uh, naked trading book, it was just like you're giving me an overdose shot. Ah, uh, yeah. Naked Forex or whatever it was called. Is that the book? Yeah. Naked yeah. Forex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forex yeah. trading, you know, something like that. So it was like you giving me a whole overdose shot. Because dude, I, I'm so basic, I'm so naive, you know. Like I'm so naive to the point that I'm telling you, like I I know some candlesticks, I know the hanging man, the hammer. I just got to know my stop loss, and all of a sudden I'm jumping into some advanced material. Like it's so advanced, it, it was so advanced for me back then, you know. It was so so advanced, like an overdose shot, literally. So that were where I took another like deep curve in my journey because. I was like, okay, wait, this is not working. Stop depositing. Take these books, put them. I'm a literally every day I'm gonna study four, five, six hours. I'll go back from my university, come back, keep on grinding till 3, 3 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning, sleep, go back to university. I took that for another year. So I stopped trading, I stopped placing life money trades. Good. I even demo nothing. Just look at the chart and start like to figure out, learn, figure out, apply, learn, apply, and observe. So I start, I start being a rational human being. I start, that's the point where I start using or utilizing my educational background 
I'm putting it out there like, okay, I need observations. I need to learn. I need to be an apprenticeship. Like I need to be a practitioner in this. So I need to learn, apply, observe. That's that's another year of my trading journey. And so with that, with that, like learn, you know, apply, observe, which I think a lot of people do the learn bit and they don't do the apply and the observe bit, which I think is kind of key. Uh, what, what things, and usually, you know, these books that you get don't out of the gate, give you the solution. You need to sort of do that extra work to find out. I mean, what, how do things sort of piece together for you across that course of that year? What, what sort of, what came together for you? What elements? Uh, I believe observation. I believe observation. It was, it was, there was this, this guy. So I never had a mentor in my life. Good. I never had a mentor in my life, but I had a friend. I had a friend of mine who was working for Arab Bank. It's one of the biggest banks in the Middle East. Good. And this guy was a head of a dealing department back then, you know, he was like literally a friend of mine. He's top dealer in the Middle East in that bank, you know? And he's like my age, dude. So I called him. I was like, dude, I need some help. You know, like, help me out. He was like, okay, I can give you one advice. You know, use your educational background. I was like, okay, thank you. That's so helpful. What's next? He was observed. I was like, okay, I'm observing. How can I observe more? Like, well, what can I do with the observation? He was literally, instead of you watching a movie, just open the chart on the lowest time frame. And look how the market is moving. Look how the market is behaving. So he was like, okay, now he learned all of these concepts about supply, demand, you know, he learned how the trend is developing. So he was like, okay, look at these key levels. Look at the price. When the price is reaching the supply, how is the, the price is behaving? When the price is reaching this demand, how is the, the, the price is behaving around this demand? Because from there, you can build another concept. So not even my friend gave me a direct key to, you know, like mm. not even my friend gave me a direct key. He was like observation. What is observation? He was like, you need to look, look at the chart, how the price is behaving around supply and demand. All right, folks, I'm here at Blackpool Markets headquarters in Auckland, New Zealand. You can see this amazing view behind me of Auckland Harbour. Now, talking about views, if you do want to get free TradingView Pro, then all you need to do is trade one lot a month at Blackpool Markets, and they're going to give you free TradingView Pro. So, folks, to find out more, click the link in the description below or the card above. And can you remember some of the key things you learned from just observing? Because I think that's quite a good little trick is to, you know, if you, especially if you're starting out, go to the one-minute time frame because it is the fastest moving, right? And yeah. you're going to see more price action and it is fractal. So, you know, going up the timeframes, it's kind of the same. You're going to see it quicker. So what what um, what what can you remember being some of the things you may may have noted down and sort of added into your, a, a trading plan? My, it's, it's a lot, actually. It's a lot. Like the things that I figured out from the observation, the observational period, I still use till today in my journey. You know, one of them that that was like shocking back then for me. All right. I was using, I'm still using the one minute time frame, by the way, till today. I still trade on the one minute time frame. I don't use any other time frame. Good. For my trading, for my execution. I only use the one minute time frame. So the way that the way that led me, it made me more comfortable trading even the higher time frames from just observations because. You, as you said it, you're going to see faster price action movements 
on the one minute time frame, but then you're gonna take these movements and compare them to the higher time frame, time frames, you're gonna figure out one thing. Dude, it's just time. It's just, it takes time till it develops. That's it. Literally, that's the only difference. So if you're taking these, this 20 pips move on your one minute time frame, the same price action movement, the same behavior, you're gonna see it on the daily time frame, but it's like a 2000 pips. But it's gonna take you, instead of 20 minutes, it's gonna take you two months for it to, to, for it to be fully developed. Mm. So those one of the great big key elements that changed my trading because back then my, my risk reward was like one-to-one and sometimes a negative too, you know, sometimes I'm risking two to get one. But when, when I actually got to that level, when I got to that point to start comparing between the lower time frame and the higher time frame, that's when my, my risk to reward ratio actually jumped. Like I started making one to six, one to seven. That, that was a huge jump. I can actually show you on a chart if you want to. Like well, I'll tell you what, we'll do a little chart here afterwards at the end and, and, yeah. and see what that looks like. But it makes sense. So you were basically seeing stuff on the one minute time frame that you then could see on the higher time frames. And you're like, well, if it's doing that on the one minute and it's making a, like, let's say a 10 pip move, if I see the same thing on the higher time frame, but then get in on a one minute entry, I've got a chance of getting a hundred pip move. Yeah. But um, yeah, you literally sitting in my head four years ago. You literally in now what you said was in my head four years ago. And that was another dark story in my in my life because it wasn't simple. We look at it as it's simple. We say it out loud as it's so simple, but damn, man, wait, wait, wait. How many one-minute candles there is in a one-hour candle? 60. Yeah, 60, yeah. Four, four hours. That's 240, right? A daily. So if you're looking at like a daily time frame or a four-inch time frame, and you're looking at the same movement to develop, and you want to execute on the one-minute time frame, you need mind toughness, one, discipline of steel you know you need a discipline of steel because dude i actually i can't tell you exactly the statistics but almost 50 percent of my trades we're running into 50 60 70 pips break even continue nightmare can I, can <laughs> it's always a nightmare isn't it yeah i've been there mate i know <laughs> Can you feel the frustration? Yeah. Dude, I just struggled with that. I was profitable back then, you know. I just struggled with that in a way that, okay, I want to hold these moves, but at the same time, I want to also be making money, you know, like, because I'm holding these moves and I'm not making money. Like, I'm literally like, you execute, go away for a couple hours, come back, check your disk, boom. You're plus 50, 60 pips. Okay, fine, I'm good. You put yourself plus a break even. Sometimes you don't even put us a break even. You keep it 10 pips away, 12 pips away. You know, depends on your stop loss. You come back after an hour, two, three hours. Oh, it's zero. Or sometimes it's minus. Hmm. So 
but it didn't take me a long time for that. It didn't take me a long time for that because I already had I already had a good experience. I was already intermediate back then. I wasn't so professional. I was intermediate. That was 2018. That was back 2018 at that at that point. So that's where that's where I started building my second model based on observation. So what I've done is I always journal. I always keep my data. So what I've done is I took all of these trades and looked for similarities. So I, I was looking for a pattern between those trades, like a similarity. I was looking for, for that odd, you know, I was looking for that odd between all of these trades. What's there? What's the one thing, just one thing, not many things. What's the one thing that's similar between all of these trades that we're running into profit 20 plus pips then coming back to stop loss or break even, get, then continuing in my direction. And that's where the what well, that's where another piece of my puzzle, my puzzle, sorry, got resolved. It's like I scratched, you know, like a lottery ticket. It was the volume of, of trading sessions. Oh, right. The it volume of the trade of the so the volume of the whole trading session, or what do you mean by oh, that? Of the new session. So I was, so I was, I was living in Berlin. I was living in Berlin. So I would wake up in the morning and trade in London Open. Yeah, and but I knew that okay, London opens at this time. But I never actually knew the sort of volume that brings to the market. So I'll be an hour earlier than the market open. I'll be in a cell. It moves in my direction. Oh good. Mm. The market opens. It it moves all the way up. It grabs all the liquidity or these orders or the sales, gets more sales, moves down. That, that, was, that was my biggest aha moment in my history. That was the biggest aha moment in my history because it was a mystery. It was a mystery for me. It was a big mystery for me. And so, so what was your solution to overcome that issue of getting stopped out of breaking even every time or not taking profit? Uh -huh. All right. So That's can I just I, ask the question of when you were 50, 60 pips in profit, what what kind of risk to reward would that have been? Was that like a one-to-one one one or? No, 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 no. At that point, that would have been one to six. One to right, seven okay. And you let that come back to break even. <laughs> that's, a, that's a shocker. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. So at that point, my stop loss was already 15 pips, 10 pips, you know. Nowadays, oh, yeah. my stop around three four pips on gold by the way so at that moment at that moment where i i got to know myself yeah, as a trader because it was so dark to the point that i was actually start doubting myself on if i'm profitable or not because you know like you look at your win rate it's high you look at your trades they're running so deep you know, like you get good profit, but it comes back to your break-even point. So then you look at you look at the, these trades where you where you close 30, 40 pips, and then after an hour, it just runs directly into your TP, you know. So that 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 sort of built a whole a whole new block of confusion. And confusion is good. As long as you're confused, that means you're thinking, you know, that means okay, you need to figure out something. So that's when I learned this concept from a professor out there. She was teaching me social competence in my university. Good. 
So she was like, okay, whenever you're confused, whenever you're confused and you don't figure a solution, that means that you're confused of yourself. You don't know yourself. You need to, to understand yourself. So that's where I took like some meditation trip. You know, I, 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 took a, I took a trip to Spain, to Malaga, you know, to visit friends and just took some time of chart, came back. I was like, oh, who the heck am I? Like, yeah, I'm carried. Okay, thank you. Okay, but, 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 but how do I react? How do I respond? How do I think if I'm in profit, if I'm in this? So that's where it started. I saw asking myself questions and each question will bring a new question. And that's where I figured out that, okay, I'm a behavioral trader. So because everyone was asking me like, are you a swing day trader, a scalper? I was, I don't know. I'm none of these, you know, I'm actually, I don't know. I'm none of these. So that's where I figured out that I'm a behavioral trader. And based on that, I built a model, which is, it's not about holding, it's not about cutting. It's about literally just sticking to the trend. I'm a move with the trend. I don't mind. I'm over the trend. I will be taking partials along the way, whether it's up or down. I don't mind. And I have a runner. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. At the end of the day, if it works, thank you. That's an extra 1%. If it doesn't work, that's nothing. That's a break even, but I still made 5 4%. Right. So you were still, so at that point you'd worked out, I'm going to take the 6R, which I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, and you're going to let the runner do the work, which may get stopped out at break even. So you did. So I suppose you didn't really. And I mean, I thought you were going to say, and this is something that's crossed my mind is would you take the 6R at full profit and then put another order at break even? It can work too. Like if if you mean like okay, you want. I'm literally saying like you're gonna you're gonna say this is my entry level. I'm gonna take the profit, and then as soon as I take the profit, I'm gonna expect it to go back and hit my break even, probably to the pip, and then go back and and do the run. I've actually thought about that my myself. Like, is that a valid strategy? It seems like you want to do it, but you don't want to do it, kind of thing. Did you ever think think along those lines? Yeah. I actually, I actually, I actually had a trip about that. I actually had a trip about that, and it's not just that. I was, I built a pattern too. I built a methodology based on my my trades, my journalized trades. I was like looking at my losses, okay, and my break evens. I was like, okay, what if I reverse order my trades? Like, okay, let me let me simplify it. So the same way you say it. Hit TP, then it's gonna come 100% to my break even. So what, I'm gonna, what, what I can benefit is I can get a buy and I can get a sell. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So hedge that break. So if it loses, then I'm gonna sell or you're gonna buy and sell at the break even point? No. So you literally you bought, right? Let's say like you sold. Let's put it on, yeah. on a sell example. You sold. Good. And that sell, it went down. It hit your full TP, right? But you're used to what? Your statistics say what? That the trend, the trend, most probably up to 80% of the time is going to go back to your entry point. 
So what you can benefit out of that is I can buy from my TP. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can close it as yeah, my interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really? another way you could do but, it. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I tried that. It worked. But you know, at the end, the trading comes down to simplicity. You know, at the end, trading comes down to the fact that okay, you look at yourself. How much money I want to make? How much money I need a month? That's what I need. You know. It's it's not like a gambling machine. It's not it's not casino. It's not poker. Mm. Although I play poker, and poker helped me out a lot in my trading career, especially in the risk management side. But trading is not poker, actually. Good. You need to keep it simple, in a way that it's not actually interacting with your with your own piece. So the best way to do it is like, okay, you got trade out. Go, go live, go figure out your life, go do whatever, go play billiard, go play PlayStation, go, go shoot, go swim, go do whatever, go hike, go do whatever you want to feel like doing. You know? It's just not good. I've tried it. I've, I've had trades. I've had days where, where I be executing 16 profitable trades. But for what? I'm just consuming my own self. Yeah. I'm just consuming my own self. And it happened in, in 2021. I actually took a break for six months in that year because I was like, I'm done. I can't. I literally can't. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get onto your trading day in a second. But I mean, before we get there um, and sort of find out, you know, why it was so intense, I mean, how did you go from that intermediate trader, like where, you know, you're making money and stuff to, to getting to the point where you would, you know, into that seven-figure realm. Honestly, what what got me there is uh, is back testing. Yeah, is back testing. You know, back testing in a way that I was I was going ham. You know, I was literally going ham on the charts. Okay, I was like, okay, it's working out. I'm profitable. So it took me three years till I till I stopped, became dumb, and became like an okay trader. You know. I became an okay trader. Like, okay, if you ask me, okay, what are you? I'm an okay trader. That's who I am. So from there, after one year, two years, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good now. Like now I'm making it. Now I'm good. Now I'm not working. I'm I already I already studied finance afterwards. I studied finance, economics, so investment management too, and behavioral finance. Like I hold four degrees in finance. Good. So I'll, that it's another story for some like for another day, but that's what got me from being intermediate into the position I am in today is the fact that I went out there. What I what I use my first profits for is actually paying for my tuition fees for my private university in Berlin to study economics, finance, behavioral finance, investment management. So I was like, okay, now I have a craft in my hand. Now I have literally a craft in my hand. I have a craft, but with no freaking evidence. The only evidence I have, my burnt accounts and two years of experience I'm living out of. That's all I have. So how can I build a whole career out of, out of this? That's how I thought about it. I went to, in Germany, we have like... Uh, education consultants, you know, I went to one of these, pay them like 100 euros an hour. 
I was like, okay, I'm doing this and this and this and this. How can I build a career out of this? He was like, it's better to study economics, finance, etc. I was like, do you have a brochure for top tier universities in Germany? You know, who teach these kind of stuff? They were like, yeah, we have one. I took it and I started contacting all of these universities. You know, I was like, I was hyped. I was so, no, it's, it's finally after years of losing, you know, you finally like you're doing good. So I'm not making like hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, I'm living a decent life, you know. I'm making five, six, seven grand a month, sometimes three, sometimes four, sometimes five. And I'm living good. I'm living good. I can I can pay tuition for any private university. I can handle my stuff. I can push my myself to the next level, you know. And I wasn't paying rent, you know, like my house is my parents' house, you know. So I wasn't even paying rent back then, too. So it was like no expenses. So I literally started contacting all of these universities and I went for orientation days because I want to check the place I'm going to study in. And I found a university. I found one. It was like the one I graduated from. I looked for the program. Okay, interesting. Economics, finance, investment management, and behavioral finance. And that's the point where my whole perspective shifted from a just an average retail trader into a whole career you know i just start looking at it at a different scale because what the university offered you didn't have just professors teaching you the same professors who are teaching you are actually businessmen entrepreneurs out there you had hedge fund managers pulling up two weeks every two weeks one week giving you a lecture about something. You had like bank managers, you had dealing department managers, you had risk management managers, you know. It was like, it was, it was, the university was built in a way that, okay, we're not graduating employees. If you want to become an employee, it's, it's your decision. We're building you in a way that you become the employer. Ah. So it was, it was a great experience. And looking at all of these people, you know, I was like, Damn, none of these people, I've seen people who manage hundreds of millions through my university, and brought, none of them, none of them know how the chart looks like. None of them. And, and can you explain that in a bit more detail? Why, why don't they? They don't care about the chart. They just, man, so we're not, we're not, when you are at that level in your life, you, ha you have, you're data driven, you know? You're data driven more than anything else. You're, you focus on data. Good. And the way they do their investment is they invest in stocks, they invest in cryptocurrencies, etc. Back then, like Bitcoin was like they're one of the major investments. And all of these investments, if you look at the chart, is useless. Yeah, the chart is good. Technical analysis is 100% is good. But for such major investments, what matters the most is the macro image. Is the fundamentals of, of the project, the fundamentals of the stock, etc. So I've seen them like managing all of these small, even, even I've seen people, I've seen, I've seen some hedge fund managers just like having a portfolio of euro back then. I still remember it. Euro was trending in 2018 to the sky. These people had a whole freaking portfolio of euro, a whole basket of euro, hedge against dollar. And 
it's not even a chart. The, when I told them about chart, they were like, what chart? Economics. It's just simple economics. It's economics. So, so how did that how did that experience, which which sort of sounds a bit um, back to front in a way, because most of the guests I have on the show go to university and either quit um, or do something else in university and decide to do trading instead because they don't want to work a nine to five. And I suppose with your university being a more of an entrepreneur university, um, yeah. it was it was probably quite a good good move. But can you tell us? What happened when you left and how did it sort of all transition from your retail trader to the sort of more, I suppose, wholesale trader? Man, I, I, I kind of had a tough period a little bit to to con- to adjust my my mental level, you know, like the way I see things, the way I, I look at money too, you know, the way I look at money, I'm managing, like at that point I was managing what, like five figures. Like I had like 20, 25 something in my trading account. And then it started growing and I started getting funds from out there. And so I'm managing those funds and growing my growing my portfolio. And it reached to a point, it was like, I believe the first time I've seen a seven-figure number in, in my trading account. That's when I uh, that's when I froze, actually. That's when I froze. I actually was afraid of executing a trade for more than a month. I was afraid of executing a trade. My out of a sudden, my one percent is ten thousand dollars. I'm I'm used to execute what? I'm used to to risk what? Five, three, four hundred dollars. Out of a sudden, I'm I'm risking ten thousand dollars. You know, which is which is huge for a kid at my age back then. You know. And so what do it you was, do? How, how on earth do you do that? Like, I mean, when you've got a million dollar account and you're risking ten thousand dollars, what what's what happened? How did you get how did you approach it to overcome yeah, that, I, that fear? Basically, yeah. That's why I always say education is important in life. Never believe in dropping out of out of university or education. You need to educate yourself based on what you love and what you want to. Do in your life. That's how education will help you. What happened is I emailed my professor, my behavioral finance professor. You know, he was already teaching in LSE in London Economic School, blah, blah, blah. I emailed him. I was like, I'm struggling. He was like, okay, give me an hour. I'll finish my lecture and we can we can I made him a lot of money though. I made my professor, this professor, I made him good money. So it was a challenge between him and I. So I was like, I'm struggling. He was like, give me an hour. I finish up my lecture. I'll hit you up. All right. He emailed me back free for a Skype. Yeah. We talked. He was like, yeah, what's up? I was like, I can't. I was like, I was, I was like, I was literally dreaming about this day where I managed this amount of money. And now I have it. It's been a month. I can't execute a trade. It's like, I don't know nothing. It's like, I'm so afraid of executing a trade. And I don't know nothing about anything. You know, it's, it's like, I don't know how to trade anymore. It's like, I'm so afraid. My confidence is below zero, you know. He was like, all right, relax, relax. He was like, what did you learn in behavioral finance? I was, what I learned is basic. Traditional economics assume that human beings are rational beings. 
when behavioral finance, modern economics, assume that human beings are not uh, are irrational, indeed irrational human beings, and they don't take decisions to increase their, their utility curve. It was like, okay, afterwards, mental accounting. He was, okay, I was like, how can I integrate mental accounting in, in my empty form? It was like, don't look at the money. It was simple. Don't look at the money. Don't, don't look at the, the profit. Don't look at all of that. It was like, you do think about percentage. Keep on doing that. Don't look at the money. It was like, okay, plus add your poker, poker experience in that, you know. Build your house money. It was like, start building your thresholds. Using percentage, once you build your threshold, if you feel like looking at the money, then you, you have house money where you can build and risk out of, which is a threshold. You know, it was, it was simple words. It helped me out. But I didn't come back directly and start risking 1%. I started risking 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3. You know, I literally have about a, a, a million dollars account. And I'm, I'm risking two lots, one lot. Right, okay. On a 10 pips stop loss, yeah. <laughs> Tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts? Introducing my Robot Builders Club. With our platform, you can build bots in minutes, not weeks, without any coding required. Get lifetime access to my video course, VIP community, and over 40 ready-made robots. Works with MT4 or MT5, and as a bonus, you'll get three months access to my Robot Lab, where we build and test bots on live calls every week. Join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter, not harder. Click the link in the description to learn more, get the free training, and download a free robot. Well, the thing is, and I suppose, because I mean, if you, I mean, it, I, I know people, you know, trading more than a million, but um, when they're getting huge, huge, you know, accounts and, and wanting to get a lot, a lot of positions on, they've got to, you know, it's going to take them a while to get it on because there's just not, yeah. there's not, you know, 400 lots on the other side of the, the trade that they want to take. So it's going to move the market every time they, they put an order on. I mean, did you get to that point where you were like, okay, well, now we've got to sort of step it up a little bit and we're not going to be able to get our orders on and we're not getting filled at that price. We're like, we're losing on slippage and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the moment where I moved out of uh, a one big broker out there. It's, it's a well-known broker out there. I moved out of that broker because of that. It was, it was hilarious. You know, I was already making money. I was a VIP client. Okay. And I was not just making any money, you know, like I can later on, I'll show you my track record. Like I have an outstanding skill, you know, I have an outstanding trading skill. I, I sharped it so well and I still sharp it every day. So I started looking at things, you know, and my spread on gold is normally one, 1.2 on average. Good. So I started looking at the spread is I'm executing and I'm minus three pips. So there is a hidden, hidden spread, good? First of all, I'm, there is a hidden spread. So and at the same time, I have I have another account with different broker, you know? I told you I diversify my risk always. So the same trades are being taken on different accounts too, you know? So that's the first thing. Then slippage. So I'm noticing slippage. There is no news, nothing, no volume coming in. Stop loss hitting, the stem pips, it's minus 16. So I was like, first week I was, it might be just market condition or liquidity condition for them, you know, because at that, at that point, at that point in my career, I already worked in a broker, you know, I already got a 
uh, an internship in a broker, in a bank, etc. After like, I got, I took finance as a career in my life. Good. So I was like, yeah, they might have just liquidity matters, liquidity issues. You know, it, it can happen. It can happen to the best of us. I've seen it. It happened. So I was like, I'm going to give them a week. No. After a week, if it's not solved, then they're playing around with me. Good. Because you're looking at the volume. So if you're looking at 16 pips, you know, if you're looking at 16 pips coming from one load, it's different from coming from 100 loads. Mm. You feel me? There is, there is a huge difference. Like there's a big difference between the gap, you know, like between one to hundred. Yeah. You know, there is like sixteen thousand minus hundred sixty. Good. So they would literally making they might be running the whole operation based on on your slippage too. You know, no joke. Like for a week. So it kept on happening for a month, and that's when, that's when how life is hilarious. I decided I withdraw all of my money. They blocked my money. Because they didn't want to, they didn't want me to leave, you know. And it's the way the brokerage industry works too. It's it's based on deposits, you know. They need deposits. If you get such a big amount of money out of the out of the company, they they need to treat you like a king, you know. They're gonna pull up on you and try to give you um comfort you and make you feel like, damn, Cam, I'm the best human on earth. Like you're our god, you know. But that didn't work out because I was like, no, I'm fed up. And if I'm fed up with something, I'm fed up with it. It's, that's it. And that's why I love Blackboard's market because these people are the most transparent people I've seen on earth. Mm, that's I'll it. agree. I'll have to agree with you. They're, they're very transparent. 100%. So, and that broker was a really, it's, it's like number one out there. It's like pretty number one out there. And what's funny, I was a VIB client and I never knew the head of support department. They treat you like like trash, like trash. Sorry, excuse my French. They don't treat you as like you matter, even though you have you're a VIP client with them. You don't even know the manager. Like you don't even know that they're the board of directors. You don't even know that the the officers. You know you don't know the management department. You know. But once I withdraw my money, I got to know the owners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to know the owners. <laughs> well, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm on. And that's where my relationship with Blackboard market started increasing back then. You know, because I took the money and uh, like took everything to Blackboard's market. Brought yeah. like both our brother investors, brought my own money or Blackboard money. Okay, let's let's work. Cool. Well, that's um, quite a, it's a, it's a fantastic story. Um, now you did mention that you took a six-month break because you were just like, you know, taking 16 trades a day. I mean, what was your trading day look like, looking like back then? I mean, can you walk us through that? Yeah. At first, I would like to elaborate a little bit on that. I didn't just take it because I was exhausted of trading. I became a father. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I became a father, you know, and I just got married. You know, like it was like I got married to my best friend, and my, my girlfriend, like out of like after six years, you know, of relationship. And then after a year, I became a father. So I didn't know what the heck I'm doing in my life. Like, I didn't know what, what's up. You know, the first time I healed my baby and we came back home after a week, you know, I was like, wait, what is this? You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm confused. I can't understand what I'm doing in my life. You know, like 
I'm not even sleeping, you know. There is no sleep. You definitely went through that period. There is 100%, there is no sleep, you know. And I started getting too overwhelmed, I zero focus. I'm always foggy too, you know. And I'm stressed too. At the same time, I'm stressed. I'm out of a sudden, I'm responsible for a new life, you know. Out of a sudden, I'm responsible for a new life. And I'm still trading too. And still making money, even though, but what I've noticed is I start doing some mistakes. Like we all do mistakes. We all lose. You know, we all lose. I know my losses. I 100% know my losses. And I love losses because they teach me. But you certainly know, you definitely know when you're doing, doing a dumb mistake. That's not a loss. That's just me being dumb. So once that's happening for one time, two, three, four, five, okay, you'd be like, shit happens. I just learn, keep on moving. But once it keeps on happening for a month, don't get me wrong, you're still making money, but you see the pattern of these dumb mistakes is start to increase. That's when you need to step back and you need to start your life again because the way I've built my life is so different than now. Now I have now I have a whole freaking house, a whole freaking family. Before I was just on my own. I want to travel there. Yeah, I want to do this here. I lose all my money. I don't care. I'm gonna go back and work and, and start something. Else. But now, no, no, no. Now I have a daughter. Now I have something to think about in 20 years. Her her education, her blah, her house, her blah blah blah. So she doesn't need like to take loans, no student loans, nothing, you know, because. It was just so overwhelming to a point where I broke, man. I broke. I had to take a break. Yeah, I, I was fair like, enough. No, too. I'm yeah, I'm and, and, and I mean, we we'll dive. We we'll dive into like, um, I suppose some some more questions are related to how others listening to the show could potentially, um, I think I suppose things that you've learned across the course of your journey that you could impart on them who are you know looking to to make it in trading so i mean have you got any sort of like i suppose if there was you know three things you would recommend they do what would they be all right me being me now me being me now the most three tips most important most three important tips i can give first you need to study your own self you need to study your own persona you need to figure out your own self how you need to know how you behave through certain certain events, like when you lose, when the trade comes back to your stop loss, when the trade comes back to your entry after it goes into a little bit of profit. When you're on profit, when your trade hits TP, you know, you need to, to understand how you behave through these events. If you observe and record the findings of these events enough times, you're going to reach a point where you can control your own behavior to a certain limit. We are not computers, we're humans. We all have a human error. But you can control your own behavior to a certain limit. Good? That's the, that's the most important thing I can, I can give. That's the most important thing I can give. Study your own self. Because after all of these years, the way I look at trading now, after all of this money invested in, after all the degrees I have, the work experience I had, the money I managed, where I am now in my industry, it's, it's just a video game. 
It's just a video game. It's all mental. It's all mental. It's all in the head. It's all about you. It's all about you. Second, risk management. I try to approach risk management like poker player. You know, get some get some house money rule management on how poker players manage their money, manage their manage their bets. You know, manage their bot. That's really important. You know, really important. Different capital sizes, different approaches. There is nothing like. I'm risking 1% on a $10,000 account. I'm risking 1% on $100 million. There is nothing like that. Different accounts, different approaches. You need to be smarter and wiser with your, with your money. Because if you talk about risk management, risk management involves what? Involves losses management, stop loss management, entry management, partial management, right? Profit management. And you got what? You got the most important one, house money management, the threshold you build. How are you going to, going to manage that? Because for me personally, when I start trading, so when I saw my year, I start like, let's say I have a couple of hundred grand in my trading account. I start my year, I made, let's say, 40, 60, 60 grand. Good. What I do with that, okay, forget my initial balance. I don't even know about it anymore. It's just margin. It's just I'm using it as margin for the lot sizes I'm opening, you know. If it goes back to my my if it goes back to my balance, then there is something wrong I'm doing. I'm doing something wrong. I should never go back to the break-even point. Because now I'm looking at my capital as it's 60 grand, but with a purchasing power of 300 grand. You get what I'm saying? Is that because of the 500 to 1 leverage, yeah? Exactly, the margin. Yeah, yeah. It's just the margin. And the third one, third one, third one, third one, third one, which is really important too. You know, if you look at all of these professional athletes out there, what's 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 in common between all of them? I would training. say, sorry, go on. I, I missed that. I spoke over you. Was it training? Oh, 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 you can see it. Oh, I was, was going to say um, they practice. Exactly, that's it. Yeah. Till now, I practice two hours a day. Till now. Till now, I practice. After eight years, um, I'm in a good place. In my, I don't even need to trade no more in my life. I'm good. But till now, I do practice one to two hours a day. And what's that practice entail for you? What, what would be a practice routine? Back testing. So uh, there are not three tips, four tips. You good. You need to focus on one pair, one session, that's it. So that's how you can practice now. So the best way for me to practice, that's why that's what I built based on my own persona. You get? So I'm a person who I can scalp, I can day trade, I can hold positions for months. It depends on the market condition and it depends on my objective out of the market and what's, what's happening. Good, but my, mostly what I do is I'm a gold scalper. That's my definition, you know, that's, that's my status. I'm a, I'm, I'm a gold scalper. I scalp gold most of the time. So how to do so, how to be efficient in that is by focusing, I focused only on gold on one session. Okay, what's the objective of the one session? Why I need one session and which session? For me, it was in New York because while gold moves in a couple minutes in New York, it moves in a couple in an hour in London, it moves in a couple hours in Asia. 
pips wise, pip mm. count wise. So it's more risky, yeah. It's more risky, yeah. But it's it's the way I'm built. You know, I can I can handle that. So it's it's risk parameters. It's different from one person to another. So you, that's why the first step you need to know yourself. You know, you need to un understand and really study yourself for you to reach this point. And then once you reach this point, that's where you practice every day. Let's say, for instance, what I do is, so one hour before New York open, I pull up on the chart. Till one hour after New York opens. That's my two hours window. That's where I get the trade. That's where the market is most volumatic and volatile. That's where you have the market is moving. Over down, super fast. You know, that's what I like. So they have this two hours window. I, I practice them always. I practice them always, you know, because if you look at trading at the end of the day, it's the same guest in different outfits. It's literally the same guest, but in different outfits. That's you a good way me? to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try, I try to simplify trading, you know, I try, I try to gamify trading too, you know, I try to make it simple because I just got lots of complexity in my life from my university, from my professional career. So nowadays, just like like to gamify it in a way that I'm going to teach it to my daughter once she's like three years old. I'm going to start teaching her how to trade. And I want to teach her that in a way that it's gamified. So yeah. she loves it, you know? So yeah. She loves I, it. I, yeah, I thought about that way back in the day when my kids were young. I was like, maybe I could create a game that is essentially driven by the market and they can get points for it and stuff like that or whatever, an app. And then, then um, I can't remember why it didn't do it in the end, but anyway, that's where I sort of got to as well. And even to this yep. day, I mean, my youngest has sat at a computer for one hour in front of a chart though, which I was quite impressed with at the age of like 14 or something. So mm -hmm. I was pretty impressed with that. She sat down for an hour and literally watched the chart and tried to take a trade. So anyway, um, let's dive into the quick fire rounds here. This is a fantastic uh, interview so far. Um, we're going to just pick a couple of questions from here. I know you've answered some of them already. So I'm going to just pick probably the one that um, we haven't had, which is what strategies do you use to exit or manage your trades? So I literally have no strategies. I have a system. Yeah. And my system got lots of strategies in it. Right. So I'm I'm not strategic guy. I'm a systematic guy. Yeah, that's the way I approach the market. So that's why I say like I can literally trade day trade scalp, swing trade position trade, but I can't do those out of one account too. I can't do those one out of one account. So I have I have system, which is shunt into many variations yeah okay. so i think i know which i always mean. advise people to do that i always yeah. advise people to do that. and that's, for somebody who's for someone who's listening to this going i don't understand this how do you explain how do you how would you explain what you just said around you know i'm a systematic trader versus a i have a strategy and i know you sort of just it's quickly done it, but in a bit more detail a strategy is something that's valid for for one event good a strategy is if you're if you go in a war, if you if you war, watch all of these war movies, read war books, good, you see all of these war leaders, they create a strategy for that event, right? But the, where that where did that strategy came from? Come from? 
it's from their system, from their experience, right? So they had they have literally like a library of strategies for these wars. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you create a strategy for every event out there. Right. So if you look at I have a strategy. All right, what is my strategy? Then it should be for one specific event, right? I'm trading, I'm trading London, this setup. Then my system brings in another strategy for that setup, which is this is the way I'm managing my risk in that setup. Right? All right, then you have the timing coming in. Okay, what's the timing? So you have lots of variables, you know, you have lots of variables. A strategy is something built on fixed inputs, not variable inputs. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll let's jump into the price chart afterwards and, and have a look, and maybe we can yeah. get some demonstrations of that. Um, now, we'll, get, we'll jump into... Uh, the last question of the show, I think we've pretty much covered all the other ones. Um, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Sorry? If uh, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Trading is real, 100%. Trading is real. Um, uh, sorry, what was that word? Re? Real? Trading is real. Trading is real. You got to understand that us as retail traders, we are already in a minus sum game. Everything is stacked against us in the market. So my only piece of advice is, is building a community good, of being, being connected with communities, good, with different traders. That's something I didn't have back in the days. And please just uh, practice, practice, practice. Believe in yourself, practice and study yourself. Trust me, your key is going to be within you. The key that you're seeking out there is definitely within you. You need to study yourself, understand your own behavior, understand the way you react and the way you respond to these events, when you lose, when you win. If you figure that out and you stop controlling your behavior, it's, it's good, it's good. Then the last one would be is just not getting greedy. You know, if you're an employee and you're making two or $3,000 a month, and after taxations, like let's say in, in Germany, you pay like 20, 25%, you ended up with like, I don't know, like $1,900 or euros, you know? Okay, look how you can replace that income, you know, step by step. You don't, you don't need to make it in a day, just take it slowly and grow organically, trust me. If you overinflate yourself, you can go boom, you know? But if you go organically, you can never go down. Just look look at your life as a trend, the trend, higher highs, higher lows, right? Then it goes, it breaks the higher high, it goes to a new higher high, right? When it retraces, it goes back where? Your low, your new higher low is going to be where? Your old higher high, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. That's a great way to look at it. It's a great way to end the show on. Um, hey, look. Khaled, thank you very much. Uh, before we wrap up, though, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you? I'm always available on Discord, you know, for uh, my prop firm, Discord. I'm always available there. Like, if you just tag me, I'm, uh, if you pin me, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always there. 
Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Khaled here for sharing with us today everything we've discussed uh, in the links on the show notes. To find them, simply search for Khaled in the search box on tradingnut.com. And that's K-H-A-L-E-D. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there you have an interview with Khaled Dunner. Dusted now. Do remember, we did shoot like a 45-minute video where he breaks down his full-on trading systematic approach. It is super, super good. Now, it does take a while to get into it, but once you do, you sort of really see how this guy sees the market and how, how he's able to get all the way down to a one-minute time frame entry with a super high risk to reward. So, folks, that's coming up on the channel, so make sure you hit subscribe on that YouTube channel so you don't miss it. And remember, we've got that mystery trader hitting the Telegram TN Trades channel, so go and check that out. We got the Robot Builders Club $10,000 Blue Guardian evaluation offer happening this August if you want to learn how to build trading algos without coding. And we've also got those live streams hitting the channel pretty much every day of the week. All right, folks, have a great trading week, and we'll see you next time.